Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is icecreamgraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. Seriously, how can you kill something that isn't alive? It's kind of like a zombie. They're sort of alive, but this is totally not alive. And so how do you kill it? I just, I don't understand. Oh my gosh. If you're watching on video, I'm a little chagrined. Well, first off, Welcome, all you yuppers, all you uh, old timers, all of you sometimers, and all of you newbies. I am Tom Baldwin. I'm so glad you're here. And yes, I'm chagrined because I usually have a ball cap on the hide. My uh, partially, or depending on your perspective, mostly balding head. And you're like, Tom, the light from your closet is killing me. Dude, how, does this help putting my hand there? I don't think I can do the whole podcast with my hand there. And uh, gosh, I'm, I'm not going to take a break. So apologies. Uh, yeah, please accept my apologies in advance and already. And uh, if you're listening solely, well, blessings on you because you are spared that. <laughs> Hey, I so appreciate you. This community, what this community stands for, those that are high performers, desire to become better, to have an impact, to make a difference in their community and their own lives and their personal families. You are my tribe. I just want to pass on encouragement to you. If you're feeling down or it's been a rough week, you can do it and you are making a difference. Yes, we can lose a few battles, but we are not going to lose the war. Get up and stand. You can do it. I appreciate you. I'm cheering for you. I'm rooting for you. I am your support as much as I can be. So welcome. Hey, I'm just going to put a shout out. Yep. My favorite beverage here of lately, black cherry. There's also a grapefruit and there's other flavors, but black cherry and grapefruit are what's available at the local Winco that sells this. But if you go online, they have a whole host of other products that are available. So you can get all kinds of samplers. And no, I get nothing. But if you just mention me, put me on the map, and uh, maybe they'll give some kind of discount or uh, become supporters of the program, which would be awesome. I love their products. And if you are somebody that is trying to eat healthier, but you still like your alcoholic beverages, this is a great option because not only is uh, the carbs zero and the sugars zero, um, the calories are fairly low. I think this one is one of the ones on the higher side is 135. I think the grapefruit is less than 100, but they have carefully crafted probiotics and uh, just a great beverage. So always just trying to pass along tips to eat better and to whatever we can to leverage. So, hey, 
You can always, I love to hear from you. Thanks of, to those of you who contact me at 406bigt at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. You are fantastic. If you thought about doing it, just go ahead. There's no risk involved. And yes, sometimes it takes me a day or two to get back to you, but I will. I promise I will. I'd love to hear from you. And those of you that support me at Yep.Solutions, where there's a store with tremendously outdated stuff. And uh, so if you want some of that, you can go after it. And yes, I plan on updating it. But as many of you know, there's not that much time to go around. So when we're operating on the very most basic level, it is just the podcast and anything bonus. Um, we get some video and we get some new products out there. So my apologies, but I am doing what I can. And uh, those of you that support me, thank you. And those of you that are rating me on Apple Podcasts, it is super, uber, 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 uber helpful. And uh, yes, five stars is the best because uh, for some reason, the system's a bit rigged. And if you don't get five stars, I don't know why. I just, oh, I don't like that. And uh, P.S. Not, this is T too much information for you, but I'm in this closet by myself. And yes, I did shower yesterday, but man, do I need a shower today. Us Montanans, this one in particular is not doing so well with the heat and there is some funky smells. So we'll just leave it at that, but uh, we are definitely going to freshen up after this episode. Hey, super bonus on this episode. I am trying these new products they are superfood products, and uh, they make an alternative bread that I have to say that I tried, and uh, it's pretty incredible. It is a very funky shape, and it's it's kind of uh, it's funky looking, and I made the mistake because it comes, you buy it, and it comes in this really tiny little loaf, and I sliced it kind of thick. Let me just tell you, they pack a lot of wallop in this bread and I sliced it as thin as I possibly could with a knife and had a BLT with it. And I'll tell you that bread, not only does it taste good, doesn't fall apart. It's gluten-free, which is kind of its own miracle that gluten-free bread doesn't fall apart, but man, does it fill you up and is it packed with fiber? If you listened to the last podcast, you know how important fiber is, but I'll just tell you after I had this, Man, was I satisfied, and man, did I feel it as my bowels started moving. Not in a bad way, but in a really good way, like in a clean-you-up type of way and uh, not painful. But they have these chips that I'll just show you here. And again, I don't get anything from this. These are just pod products that I'm trying and giving you feedback if you're interested. They call this a superfood product, and uh, I'm going to try them here. Open up this little box. These are sea salt and uh, two net carbs per serving. Let's see how many serving size. One serving per container. That's good because I hate when they make little products like this and say four servings and you open it up and there's 16 chips and you're just like, seriously, four chips is a serving. You give me a break. And so here we go. It's from Uprising. And uh, they sent me this cute little uh, butter knife that says butter me up, gold-plated butter knife. Because I just got to tell you the story why I'm opening these up. Uh, I ordered this stuff like a long time ago, like almost two months ago. And there was a couple snafus and I was kind of getting upset with these guys because I'm just like, hey, you know, 
if I really like these products and I want them on a regular basis, do I have to wait 60 days? Well, they have some quality control issues as they're a new company and they did the right thing and made the hard decision and halted things till they got it under control. And they sent me a whole free order of stuff. So I'm just going to say, I think they're back on track. They gave me assurances and even put me on a priority order list. So some redeeming stuff here. So I'm just going to give these a try. I've never had these. Uh, they kind of look like a corn chip here. And so those of you that are on YouTube and we're just going to give them a try. Hmm. You can definitely taste a lot of fiber. These are definitely not your ruffle chips. Okay, man, they taste healthy. Okay. And I know some of you are just like, I know exactly what that means, Tom. But if you're after a potato chip, these are not it, but they're not a bad snack. I'm actually kind of enjoying it, but I have one more of these. They got a fair bit of salt on them, so they're pretty good, but uh, I kind of put them away. And actually, I don't think I could eat a whole serving because, man, you can taste how much fiber they have in them. It could create quite a movement of material. And so it's like, dude, are you done crunching on one more? Yeah, the, the salt flavor... Man, that's pretty dang good. Mmm. Some hard kombucha here. <sighs> All right. So, totally dead taboo thing eating on the podcast. But hey, it's redneck here. I don't got my hat on and eating on the podcast. So, hey, we got it all done. So, great. Hey, got all the introductions done. Great. We can move on to the material. And what is it that you can't kill that's not alive? Well, this is going to be a shocker. And yes, Tom is continuing his rant on one of his favorite subjects, the subject where <laughs> there is so much mi misinformation about it that, man, it would just fill dump trucks and dump trucks and dump trucks full of she, I, it. Okay, there is so much. What are we talking about? Yes, we are hitting CV-19 because the truth is finally coming to light. Although it's now it's like, oh, let's move on. This is important. It's super important. And it's it's those of you, okay, that are wanting the facts and uh, not just conspiracy theories because there are a fair amount of conspiracy theories. But what I want to just talk about today are some of the facts and some of the most ridiculous information that I just, I was just like, how did we ever fall for this? And all right, so let's just start with the intro, okay? Do you know that a virus is not alive? So when you look at these cleaners and stuff that say kills, you know, COVID-19 virus, a virus is not alive. A virus is some proteins put together that is not alive. It is information. And so the whole thing about killing a virus is absolutely ridiculous because it is not alive. It is information. So the CV-19 virus, like every other virus in history, okay, every other virus in history has never been purified and isolated. And you're like, whoa, dude, what, what do you mean? I saw it. I saw pictures. I looked it up online. Okay. What you don't know is the information that they haven't given you is that they found attached to other things in your body that are alive, like mucus and, and different things that this uh, information, this protein, this, what they're calling a virus has attached itself 
to. They have pulled fragments like they do when they're digging for dinosaur bones. Because, you know, most dinosaur-like replicas are just fragments of bone where they've extrapolated and made the whole thing. Well, the CV-19, they've just pulled fragments as with all other viruses, okay? You do your research. You know, they say, you know, this is a CV, but it never has it been isolated and an electron microscope picture taken just of any virus. Never has it happened. It has been extrapolated and a computer model has been made. There has never, ever been a picture. And you're just like, that can be true. I encourage you to do your research. And as you dig and ask the tough questions, has this ever been purified and isolated? You will find out that measles, HIV, polio, all these have never been isolated. Okay, that leads to the next question. How can you make a test to detect that if you've never isolated the virus? Answer, you cannot accurately do it. And so the test detects like this whole range of proteins from like the Asian area. So not just CV19, but like all kinds of corona proteins. And so since it's never been isolated, you can't have an effective test. So the next question is, how can you develop a vaccine? Well, they've taken fragments, okay, the spike protein, like the crown of this, and developed a vaccine. And the ramifications, okay, I've went there before, and I'm not going to go there, but we are, even though a lot of it's being suppressed, but you can go to the vaccine injury reporting site, VAERS, and you can find out that all other vaccines in history have not had as many deaths combined as the CV-19 vaccine has already had, and that the impacts that are probably going to be seen probably for the next two years, now, you know, it's related to heart disease, it's related to blood clotting. Point is that this is 100% experimental, and they say safe and effective. Well, that's some very relative terms, because if you look at this vaccine compared to all other vaccines in history is the most dangerous vaccine that's out there. And I've always encouraged you to go look at the numbers, that the numbers to, for CV-19 were already going way down before the vaccine ever became any kind of available. And so we started out the program saying that viruses are not alive. Well, there was this interesting case, because I've continued to read about this and continue to gain understanding because I don't completely understand or have understood, you know, all the science around viruses and versus bacteria, which bacteria are very much alive, but that viruses and the whole term infection virus, that's like saying infectious information is kind of like fake news. You know, it's just news and fake news is like infectious news because it's just information. It's kind of this really strange, doesn't necessarily make sense. So as, as I've been reading, there was a case in 2015 where this very well-known viral, 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 virologist, okay, virusologist, you know, wow, the redneck is having some problems getting this out, but proved in a court case in the German Supreme Court that the measles and the measles virus, there is no correlation between the two. And you're just like, what? 
How can that be? Okay, now let's let's take a look at the HIV virus and that the big scare in the late 70s and the early 80s, which really led to the revival of the CDC because the CDC was, was about to go under and they really needed the HIV virus because it promoted a lot of funding, just like CV-19. I can't tell you. You follow the money and you get answers, but CV-19 and the amount of funding that has come from CV-19, you can very much see who's going to benefit. And I just encourage you, you go down your own rabbit trail and find that. But the HIV virus, you know, the first scare, you know, as it came out of the homosexual community, well... And the fear was that it would move out, you know, and there were some rare cases. But even today, the HIV virus cannot be correlated. Like if you ask professionals, the HIV virus cannot be correlated with AIDS. And before AIDS, it actually had another name. And I can't remember it right now, but doctors are like, oh, that's this. And so HIV can be correlated with AIDS. And HIV has not moved into the mainstream like it was supposed to. So if it really is an infectious virus, okay, it's infectious information, what is causing HIV? Well, as a lot of research have found that with homosexuality, okay, this is no condemnation, but there is express use of things called poppers, which for that type of lifestyle, enhance the orgasm and the less pain involved in male homosexuality. And the correlation is that with this virus and this information that there was lifestyle combined with this information that caused this to lead to like a disease state. And so with this virus, it is not necessarily infectious. What causes and what activates and don't necessarily know what the mechanism is, but it's not necessarily infectious, but the information correlated with a lifestyle has a negative outcome, which we also saw in CV-19. The people that had negative outcomes, for the most part, had comorbidities. And so like with HIV, it was the lifestyle, it was the intravenous drug use, it was the use of poppers, and it was the things associated with that lifestyle, like late nights and, you know, excessive overdoses of drugs and alcohol. And so HIV, for the most part, has stayed in that community that's related to that lifestyle. Now let's look at polio. And Jonas Salk, who developed the polio vaccine, took it off the market two years later after winning the Nobel Peace Prize because he realized his vaccine was causing more harm than it was causing benefit. And now history is beginning to correct the historical record as far as polio was caused by DDT, which was banned. But in combination, so there are environmental factors. So this is like not an infectious disease, but it is combined with environmental factors that makes this so detrimental. And so with the virus, the information combined with DDT, okay, the toxic load, and we know that the toxic load compromises our immune system. And so you have this information, okay, and this is where variants come from. And so this is kind of what blows my mind with the whole CV-19. Viruses don't mutate on their own, but their expression in the individual body as compared to everybody's ability, okay, it's information. A virus is like trash and your body's like trying to clean 
it out. And so there are variants that come from your body's expression as trying to clean it out. Kind of think of a virus as like a cleanup mechanism. It's like your body is trying to clean it out, but if you already have a toxic load, then your body becomes overwhelmed. And so with the case of polio, it was the DDT that was being sprayed on everything, you know, from food to sanitizer. And it's coming out, you know, came out to find that it was just an absolute atrocity. And so when DDT was banned, what miraculously happened? The cases of polio began to go away. Not because of the vaccine, because Jonas Salk pulled his vaccine because he saw the detrimental effects. And so let's go to the Spanish flu. Now, there's been a number of books written about the Spanish flu. One of the things about the Spanish flu that has been ignored by a few that have begun to expose the truth of that, that those that survived the Spanish flu that would minister and go and help people that had the Spanish flu, like families that were in household after household, because the Spanish flu was supposedly uber infectious. Okay. There were families that would go and none of them ever got sick. What was the difference? Okay. We're coming off of a war where there was fear of chemical warfare and chemical warfare. So incredible amounts of vaccine, toxic loads, because vaccines have to have excipients in it. Okay. Such as mercury and aluminum to activate your body to produce antigens or antibodies to this. Because, you know, the substance that's injected in is either highly attenuated, so weakened or dead, you know. And so, although viruses are always dead, you know, it's just when they're combined with human tissue and human organic matter that they appear to be alive. But for your body to have an immune response, there has to be a, a toxin that's put in. So your body's like, wham, and it looks at everything and then builds an immunity to that. The ones that did not get the fan Spanish flu lived in rural communities, lived off the land, and had not been vaccinated. The highest population that was affected by the Spanish flu were men that served in the military. And so there is some truth coming out about viruses. Viruses are about the money. And the effectiveness of vaccines is highly questionable because you look at whatever vaccine came on, the numbers were already going down significantly before the vaccine ever came out. And part of that is realizing the effect of like DDT, you know, and the vaccinated population because they got really sick and it spread like wildfire through them. But then that population, you know, were mostly sick. And so there was no, the healthy people weren't going to be affected. So there is, there's some fishy stuff going on and I've just been getting into it. But yeah, the fact that no virus in history has ever been isolated, how can you develop a vaccine, let alone even a test for that virus? And the consequences of so many vaccines have just been negative. I mean, Jonas Salk's vaccine, it was just like, you know, made polio look like a minor thing. And so what is the takeaway for you? This is the takeaway for me as I'm continuing to learn and continuing to research the best way to protect yourself is to build your own immune system, reduce your toxic load, okay? Your body is your best defense, okay? Vaccines and pharmaceuticals, you may not know this, but they are synthetically concocted things. Your body treats them as toxins. So every time you have, have those, that is a toxic load on your system. It weakens your immune system. Again, I'm going to go there with hypocrisies. Let food 
be thy medicine. Okay, it was the original thing and it fed us and kept us healthy. And as we begin to modify that, and as modernization came, disease rose with that. And there is big money in viruses and there is big control with viruses as we've seen this year. And COVID, as the numbers are coming back, is probably one of the mildest, like so-called infection, infectious viruses that has come about. And yet the amount of money, paranoia, and fear that is around this and still around this. Like the miracle here is that once the governor passed that masks aren't required, it's like, everybody's fine. There's no pandemic anymore. Okay. Yes. A lot of people have been vaccinated, but not that many. I mean, less than half here in Montana. So there's a fair amount of people that should be falling over dead that are not. So agree with me or not. I've given you enough information. Why don't you go look for yourself and see if some of what I'm saying is true. Okay, you are going to be shocked when you look that there has never been any isolated virus in history and the viruses are not alive, so you can't kill them. They're like information, okay, totally. And that when your body gets that information, it's like your body goes into cleanup mode. And so viruses can actually be good to help your body purify. But if your toxic loads too much, which we've seen with CV-19 because of your comorbidities, then you have a cytokine storm and you're overloaded and well, you're done. So, hey, yeah, I just can't resist the CV-19, man. I just keep pursuing the truth as I'm gonna pursue the truth. I'm just gonna let you learn, know what I've learned and you go out there and learn too. I'm reading this uber thick book that I'll put in the show notes, but it is this two doctors. Well, one's an engineer and uh, I don't remember what the other is, but they have just documented all the requests asking the WHO, the CDC for isolated versions of all these viruses as many other people have. I mean, this, it's gotta be a thousand page book, thousand page book and not once has there ever been one provided. Okay, there's something going on. You need to pay attention and wake up and let's start making a difference together. Hey, I so appreciate you. Have a fantastic day. Go out there and make a difference, make an impact because why? I got you. I do. I got you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.